podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 38. This week we are joined by Dom. We talk about how you can win a hat. If you think I forgot about that shit, I kind of almost did, but two days after this comes out, someone's winning a fucking hat. Um, we'll also do a lot of political tangents. Uh, the ISIS bride story. We talk about Robert Kraft, ramen noodles, The Office, Umbrella Academy, the 2000s. And then after the email break, like where we take a break and tell you you can email us, it's an hour of NBA talk. I did not expect it to go that long, so this episode's pretty pretty lengthy. Uh, but Dom and I just we went through every team, just you know our brief thoughts on every team, and ended up taking an hour. So uh, hope you like that, and uh, thanks for listening. What up? And we are joined by Dom. What's up? Not much, man. How's life been? Um, it's been an adventure, man. Just, just living. <laughs> yeah, I see. Work's going well for you. Yeah, I actually got employee of the month this last month. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, and that came as like a bonus and shit. And yeah, it's like three hundred dollars. Oh hell yeah! And then I'm in the running for the employee of the year now, so that's sweet. But what's even better is I get a parking spot for a month. Yeah, right next to the building. Parking spot's always good because there's a big old parking lot where yeah, you work. Yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, so the first thing I need to get to is uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast mo, and I got to shout out Snappy and Mom and Hurricane Haynes because they're better fans, and I got to shout them out. And then we have some other people that give us money, and you can give us money too. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get early access to all these episodes, um, which might be a benefit to you. So think about it or just give me money regardless. Um. Also, I need to bring up, I haven't brought up in the last few episodes about winning this hat. So I had this hat you could win, and you had yeah. like choose a secret word and all this shit. Um, what happened was hardly anyone was really wanting the hat. So I was just like, well, you know what? Maybe some people are behind, and that's why they haven't shared it. But really only two people have shared the times we know we told people to share it. So I was like, well, fuck it. Come March 1st, which will be the Friday after this episode goes out. So yep. in a couple of days from here now. Uh I'm going to just draw out of a hat between those two people. And then if anyone else happens to share the old episodes that have the secret words, I'll, they'll be in there as well. And it's a weird one because I could rig it. right? I could totally rig it. And I'm going to just explain who the two people are now because this is the story and of uh, how I'll do it. And it's how I'm eventually going to get to where I'm not going to rig it, of course. But just so <laughs> you all know, spoiler to my own story. We have Kurt Fizz, who uh, is on the music episode. And um, he lives here in Ada. He's... Very easy to get the hat to. I was oh, like, hey, come I over. See what's about and I could happen. just give him the hat, right? Mm-hmm. Be very, very simple. But, and he would wear it around here, you know? People would be like, oh, what's that? Maybe people around here Free would advertisement, to it. boom. Right. But the other person is this rapper from Pittsburgh area named Bradster X. And, you know, he's been real cool online and stuff. And I would have to pay money to mail it there, which is like the downfall. But that would maybe get his whole other listeners there if he's fucking wearing it around right so say, then it's like other state <laughs> i don't know which one's better so therefore i'm like why well, should just do it legitly and put both their names in the hat and then draw and just see whoever wins but i'm like well from a business perspective it seems smarter to figure out which one makes more sense and then rig it 
Okay, okay, I see what you're trying to do. Your 2016 election. Exactly. Um, You got to figure out which states to win to get you the points. Yeah. So here's my third solution. Since there's only two of them, why don't you get a second hat and give them both one? I would love to. Um, Snappy is the one that got the hats. He used a dumb website to charge way too much money. Uh, And I don't know if that would make sense either. But we've also said if anyone wants to just buy a hat, hit up snappy and one other person did separate of these two um maybe one of them would want to if they didn't win maybe they're just in it until they win it and then we could see what else happens so anyway i'm just gonna everyone update on the hat if you thought i forgot i kind of did but it's because literally no one seemed to care and no one listens to the podcast anymore these days i made it where we have two episodes a week which is way cooler um in my opinion and some people do listen but then in other times you're like Fuck, were all the ones before just fake or people clicking twice or whenever they were longer, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, enjoy this while it lasts, fuckers. That's what I'm saying. Damn. <laughs> uh, all right. I saw a story this week and everyone was freaking out because there's this teenager in California that was banned from wearing a MAGA hat to school. Oh, I thought it was Florida. It's was California. It Florida? I, thought I thought it was, it was Northern California. At least the story I read, it could have been fake. Uh, said Northern California, and I thought they were just saying because that's a liberal hotbed, right? But it might have been Florida. Either uh, way, was it was it a girl? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Florida, huh? One of us is wrong. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, maybe I know I'll both we, be wrong. We we know what the story is, right? But my first thought was, well, you couldn't wear hats to school because I got my hat taken away from me almost every day at school. Yep. Because I'm just the kid that I had to fuck. I paid good money for this goddamn hat. I'm gonna fucking wear it in the school building, and. Sure enough, I looked into it, and people have already looked into it and reported that, yes, the school has a ban on all hats. Yep, I saw the it same exact shit. nothing to do with the content on the hat. It was just people trying to politicize it. And I was like, these dumb motherfuckers. And that's just how the whole world is. Yep, I saw the same exact shit. I was like, wait, you could wear hats in school to begin with? Because at first, when you first go to the store, it's like, oh, um, teenager couldn't wear hat. Um but they don't give the reasoning why right. she couldn't, except that it was a MAGA hat. Right. Like, that, of course, caught the headlines. And I'm like, oh, there's more into it. And then you look at this dress code, and, like, they're supposed to have a school, like, kind of uniform thing right. anyways. So hats aren't allowed in that. And she's pushed it throughout the year of what she could wear. And she basically said, I'm going to wear this anyways. Right. Well, kids also, I think it's hard to realize because, like, when we were in high school, George W. Bush was president. That is correct. So, like, if you were a cool, rebellious kid, you watch, like, The Daily Show, and you're like, George Bush is a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you're like, I love that shit. Um, sweet old man now. But as a president, you're like, man, doofus of a man. And now p- kids, like, grew up in this time where they were, like, anti-Obama and pro-Trump to be, like, rebellious. Yep. It's not necessarily because they care politically. It's just like, fuck you. You're going to get pissed if I say I love Trump, so I'm going to say I love Trump. And I've seen it. And, you know, I have people in school system, education system that see that all the time where kids just, they just fucking love it, right? They grab on the <laughs> Trump name and they just fucking weaponize it in a way. It's interesting because it's just so different than when we were in school. It is. Because um, you weren't rebellious by saying I love the president. But that's now rebellious. And that's the sad thing about it. Like, uh, it's America in general. And we, we love, we used to. I mean, I don't know if you used to, but I used to love America, like in general. Right. I'm big Olympics guy, all that fun stuff. Go USA. 
I'm st- I still go USA. Fuck it. Right. But it's just hard to be like that when you see big divisions in the world. Like, I know this may be starting to get off topic a little oh, bit. Fuck it. But um, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, uh, a basketball game at Ole Miss, college basketball right. game, the Ole Miss players sat down because at the university there was a Confederate um, gathering of KKK members at the fucking university. Right, yeah, that'd be good. It's crazy. But then again, people would argue that of like, well, free speech and the right to assemble and blah, blah, blah. But then again, we have a thing with hate groups. So I would really have to uh, probably be educated on all the formal laws of what, what but I, don't, I don't understand why someone's upset by that. <laughs> I like why that would be. I mean, it makes sense in Mississippi, too. I was like, oh, fucking Mississippi, of course. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't remember how we got on that topic either, but basically the world's fucking just different is all I'm really getting at. Um, and that people are somehow rebellious for being on board of the president. And somehow you're like more in line with like the man if you're not aligned with the president. And it's just fucking opposite. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, and then you mentioned how, like, we used to love America, and now it's all fucking divided. And a lot of people that I know, and I don't agree with them personally, will say Obama divided the country with racism. And I'm, and I am just, uh, I'm, I'm blind to it, I guess. I don't see where the, um, evidence is. is made yeah, I don't know and what then, started the divide. I mean, I feel, I feel like the divide started with Trump. Right, that's now, when the divide started in my mind. Technically, it started during Obama's presidency. I just don't think Obama came out and was like, "Hello, minorities, we're gonna start giving you free shit and fuck <laughs> white people." And I think a lot of my friends that are on that side are like, "He did that. He fucking helped all the Muslims." I'm like, "What? What happened? I don't. Did we live in a different place to where I just didn't see this shit?" So there's a lot of times I'm just so fucking like I. I'm not going to argue with anybody because we're not we. Yeah, we apparently live in different places. Yeah, I've gotten past the, same the point of arguing as well. But it, and so like now the only thing that annoys me and it's on both sides left and right is just how people act now. The same way they got pissed at people acting during the last administration. Yep. So regardless of which side, you just flip flopped and you act the other way, and then you get all pissy, and then I'll make a joke, and then both people get sides get all pissy, <laughs> and which is funny because something. Um, one of one of my old army buddies. He's super, super conservative. Right. And he actually posted a thing like, oh, remember when we hated Obama and we did the same shit? Now you guys hate Trump and you're doing the same shit we used to do. I'm like, that doesn't make anybody right, though. (laughs) Right. Y'all are both wrong. (laughs) That doesn't make anybody right. And then uh, your friend who's on the podcast as well, Wyatt, uh, he posted something to the extent of like, I don't care who's running for Democratic nominee. I'm voting for them over Trump. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. And then it's called some comments. And then at first, of course, I was like, what a hypocrite, right? Because that's what Democrats always hate on Republicans. You're just going to vote for Trump because he's a Republican. You don't fucking agree with him. And now Democrats are like, well, we're voting for whoever regardless because they have to be better than Trump. And then I'm calling them hypocrites. But at the same time, I'm like, regardless of who the libertarians nominate, I'm voting for them off this whole fuck you vote because I don't believe in this two-party system. Yeah. So who? I'm not any better. I'm going to fucking not care and just vote for a party as well. So... We're all hypocrites, and that's kind of probably why the world, or America, it's not that we're fucked. We're just living a reality show in which we're all part of a team, mm-hmm. and then it's always on TV like 24-7. Like, we have made ourselves a reality show. Well, here's what I'm starting <laughs> to think, um, because you know the great empires of time, like the Roman Empire, right. like 
they eventually had a downfall and eventually started to crumble. Correct. I feel like we're getting close to that point where America, the American empire, may be starting to crumble. And I don't know if I want to be here for that. Yeah, but where could you go, you know? I, I mean, we can't go anywhere. That's the problem. <laughs> it's just my thought process. I'm right. like, man, there's been great civilizations. Well, just go always... watch Black Mirror. And then every after every episode, you're like, God damn it, we're going to fuck ourselves over some way or another. It's like a modern day Twilight Zone that uses technology as normally the hinge of like, oh, yeah, we fucked up there and look where we got to now. Um, but I'm it's a real good check it out. Uh, it's real good. Um, also saw a thing and you mentioned, you know, military. So I'm sure you have some little thoughts here is there's a news story out about an ISIS bride, mm-hmm. like someone who left America, married someone in ISIS now wants to come back home and then. Trump says no. So now it's turned into, again, a quote-unquote political thing that I see on my Facebook. As far as like conservatives will be like, Trump told her how she can't come in. But I haven't seen any liberals being like, let her in. Yeah. But like, there is like this um, straw man right out there of like, but yeah, they wouldn't. They would let her back in, but Trump won't. I'm like, I think everyone's like, yeah, I was about to no. say, I don't know what the, <laughs> what the controversy is because when I saw it, I was like, no, don't let this... Right. I was about to say this bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't let her back in. Um, well, it's she's like... A, uh, she's got fucking information. It It's like... Okay, so me and you, you, you still kind of work this place, and that's all I'm going to mention the name of it. But uh, I worked on a telephone where I talked to people on a telephone, right? and you're familiar with this. Mm-hmm. And we talked to this lady who claimed she was in an insane asylum, but she was put there by her husband... And she wasn't really crazy. He did it because he knew the cops in this little small town, and he was trying to get custody of the kids. And she's been locked in here for two weeks, and she's—they're giving her all this medicine, but she's not really crazy. And like, I believed her, but then again, she's in an insane asylum, so you're like, she could be crazy. And that's the same thing here of like, maybe she was brainwashed, maybe she really shouldn't have went and whatever, and maybe she is a victim. But you have been married to someone in ISIS. That's what I'm saying. Even if you're brainwashed, well, your brainwashed ass can stay over there because you're gonna bring that shit over here. And right. I, well, I ain't have. I ain't like. I don't I like watch this story on uh, Vice News, um, on a, like HBO Now's app or whatever, and it was about the kids that were like taken as little children and brainwashed by ISIS, and you know, got to hate America and shit like that. And now they're like, you know, ten because they've been rescued. But they like don't allow them to go to school with the other kids and shit because they're like they could snap at any moment. They don't know if ISIS gave them code words and to where something would try. Oh, you know, shit. Like, that's like some old Russian shit where they right. just say, I don't know. So like these kids, and it was like so fucking sad when you watch it. Like, you felt horrible for these kids, but these people would be like, well, "What else are you gonna do?" Like even their parents would be like, "I get it. They were in ISIS captivity for five years." I mean, and you're like. Huh, yeah, it's a different world that we we're over here. We make a lot of fucking uh snarky comments when we're not living that shit day to day or whatever. And it's just it's it's crazy. Very crazy. Um Oh, another big thing that happened this week, so I gotta get all this stuff, new stuff out, because this is by the time I can't wait a week, right? It'll be I got too you. old. Um Robert Kraft. Whoo! Play a pimp. <laughs> Play a pimp. <laughs> right. Now I have two thoughts. One I think you should totally be able to go to a massage parlor and if they're willing to give you a hand job for extra money and blah, blah, you should be able to do whatever. I think that's They got the that shit should. in California. I like, think, that's real shit. I think sex workers are stigmatized in a horrible way and makes it just way more unsafe for them than it would be. If you've ever seen Hustle and Flow, just think how much safer would have been for those women <laughs> if they just didn't have a pimp and could go clock in. Anyway, The Deuce, also on HBO, great TV show, also deals with this whole uh, thought process. 
Um, but apparently that place was like trafficking women. Yeah, that's the and problem. that's like a horrible, horrible thing. Is like the whole human sex trafficking. Yep. But yeah, if it was totally consenting people and that was their professional choice, and they're like, I got the grip, and you know, yeah, here we are. But when it's like, oh, apparently they were. Um, trafficking women that turned into a lot worse of a thing, but most people are just hating on it for the Trump connection, the Patriot connection, or just ha ha rub and tug jokes. Yeah, in uh, it, seems to be which, which is funny, but yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, God dang! You tell me At this old I ass man can't can't just go to a parlor and right. just get served up real quick, right? He's so rich. That's the thing is he could just have uh, any of these Instagram girls on call or whatever, right? Yeah, like that's not how this works with these that, athletes. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. And when you're the owner of that, right. it seems like it's you got like everything. That, um, is it Chris Rock joke where he's like, Shaq's rich, but the guy who owns the team's wealthy? Like yep. this, that exact scenario. He could ask any of these players, like, hey. Who would y'all go to? And they'd be like, ha ha, crazy ass Robert Crabb. Yeah. And they would give him some people. And then, <laughs> but he has more money than any of them. So that's the thing. And I was thinking of, let's see, because what he's cool with, like, uh, is it Offset or Takeoff? One of those from Migos. Right. And like, I think it's Offset. Yeah, I, I think believe. it's Offset. And they were like, if Offset doesn't visit his ass no, in jail. No, instead it's if Meek Mill doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's what Meek it was. Mill, because that's right, he visited yeah. Meek Mill. Yep. It was like, Meek Mill doesn't visit him in jail. He's not a real one. I was like, oh, that's so true, though. <laughs> it is very, very true. Uh, also, this week was something new that happened. Not new. Something I haven't done in a long time is I haven't had ramen noodles in quite a while, right? I lived on them back in the day, and then I got all fucking high class, was like, fuck these ramen noodles. But this week, when my wife was out of town, I was like, you know what? I need something easy to eat. Mm-hmm. Got some ramen noodles. Went back to my old favorite recipe. So I will describe my favorite recipe and then some other options because there's honestly a lot of recipes in the ramen noodle world. Yep, people don't fuck with. Or if you don't know about it, or you're younger in college and you need these. At one time, I was like that as well. So my favorite thing to do is I get Cajun seasoning, preferably like the Creole seasoning, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Any Cajun seasoning will work. And I also don't fuck with the packages. I know those are the cheaper ones, but I pretty much only fuck with the cups because they oh, got. Man. See, I do the packages. And I think both are fine. And I used to like the packages, but the cups are thin noodles and they're just, uh, they're fancy, right? They're good, fancy noodles. And so, anyway, I do a little Cajun seasoning, some Italian seasoning, and pepper. That's like my go to. Uh, makes it quite spicy and it's delicious. I enjoy it a lot. That that sounds good. I mean, my go to is just, I mean, like I said, I do the packages, so I do the package, package seasoning, and then hot sauce like a lot of hot sauce, right? And I could see that kind of being the same, similar thing. Um, another thing I used to do when I ate the packages, so you'd have to have a you know, this on a, a stovetop scenario, whereas in the cup of noodles are cool because you just throw them in the microwave. At least that's I was about you. to say, I, I put the packages like I put them in a bowl and just stick them in the microwave. Right. I don't even fuck well, with the stove. If you do it on the stove, you can do like an egg drop soup combo. So, like in the middle of making it, you drop oh, it's some like a poached egg. egg? Yeah, well, you drop an egg and kind of scramble it, and then it'll cook so your ramen noodles will come out with little pieces of egg in it. It's delicious. I used to do that a lot in college as well. And then I had a friend, um, he was this black dude, so I thought it was like a black person thing, but I've met no one else who's done this. So I do not think you will know of this necessarily, Dom, where he would mix peanut butter in his ramen noodles. Oh, hell no. That's not not a black person thing. Spin it around and it would get hard. And he's like, oh, that's so good. And he would eat the shit out of it. And I'd be like, oh my God, this looks. Did you try it? No. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to keep my eggs. (laughs) That's how I'll eat mine. (laughs) I'm going to keep my eggs away from the peanut butter. Fuck yeah. It was so crazy. Um, So anyway, if anyone else out there has any ramen noodle recipes please please let us know 
I love ramen, by the way. Like I, I recently had had it like last month. I'm like, damn, this shit good. Right. That's what I ate this week at lunch. Well, the first few days my off was gone, I ate fried bologna sandwiches because they're delicious. So I love fried bologna sandwiches. And then when I was out of bologna, I was like, all right, let's move on to the ramen noodles for lunch. And then I ate ramen noodles. And they were delicious as well. Yeah. But the key is, at least with the cups, is you got to cook them and you got to let them sit for fucking ever in the microwave. If you pull them out too quickly, you know, it doesn't all cook. Yeah. All the noodles or whatever. Um, so anyway, so remember, don't pull out too quickly. <laughs> Story of everybody's life. <laughs> um, have you ever called a female dude, like a female you're interested in? Like, for instance, me and my wife, or when she's my girlfriend, like I'd call her dude, and she would be like pissed about it. Like, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that, one of those moments. Yeah, that happens. That definitely happens. It's just because you're comfortable with them. Right. And then, so now, and I say man a lot, like man's a go-to word for me. And so, time I'll be like, man, man, and I'll like change it <laughs> mid-word to make it seem like it was just like a, me, instead of saying fuck, I was saying man in like an angry way. So anyway, I try to avoid it, but it, it is very hard um, a lot of times. Now, see, I just she, say should, she should come in and say, it's ma'am, like right. the fucking meme. Exactly. <laughs> well, what happened, there is a an issue I have is I do call her babe a lot, which I think a lot of you know couples go to, the, that's yeah. their go-to word or whatever. But if you've watched The Office, you've seen The Office or the dinner party episode where like Michael and Jan the whole time are like, yes, babe. Yes. And they do it like overly it much. And it's super yeah. awkward. And so now there are times where even when I say babe, I feel like a douchebag because of The <laughs> Office. Or I'm like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people. And then speaking of The Office, um, I watch it all the time. But I'm back to where or as of yesterday, I had one episode left of Michael until Michael was gone. Yeah. And so I just stared at it all day like, nah, I don't want to watch it. You don't want to do it to yourself. Oh. But eventually last night, my wife and I was out of the room and played it. And so I was like, oh, I guess here we go. And then now we're going to be on, you know, without, without, uh, it's like Michael Will Scott. Ferrell, right? It's yeah. Will Ferrell like does a couple episodes and he disappears. Uh, which I enjoy him, but a lot of fans hate when he's on because some people just don't enjoy Will Ferrell's humor but i'm a, i, I, I think like he's it. hilarious so right like, i enjoy how he how much he hates pam and jim's baby <laughs> <laughs> i just really really enjoy that uh other tv show news i watched a show called the umbrella academy the first two episodes on netflix at the moment because i'd wait till my wife got back into town to watch it with her and it's fucking dope it's uh it's like an adult x-men that sounds cool so like more or less the premise of the story there was like 40 people in eight, 1989 who uh, woke up that morning women that weren't pregnant and by the end of the day got pregnant and had a kid. Like not through having sex, like immaculate conception of all these babies. And then this eccentric billionaire managed to adopt seven of them or buy seven of them. Oh, that sounds people. like what rich people do. And then he raises them to be like this whole team. But now you're watching him as adults after he's died. And they've come back, right? And then there's like flashbacks. So when they were this little badass superhero team, and the flashbacks are amazing. Like I love it. They're all kicking ass. The present day shit's not that exciting to me, but I think it'll get better. I think there's like some mystery element there. Um, looks like I just finished episode two, and I keep telling my wife like we could watch more. I'm down to watch more whenever. <laughs> uh, so I would recommend the Umbrella Academy. It has a kind of that kick-ass factor. Like, you know, the first time you watch yeah. kick-ass, you're like, oh, shit, they're really going to fucking cut somebody and blood's going to yeah. show. Like, there's moments like that. It was that. gory. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right. yep. there's, this isn't as gory or as bad yet, but there's enough to be like, oh, shit, yeah, they're not scared to do whatever, right? Um, so I think that's cool. And then 
I don't know if you've ever watched. Uh, CNN made this TV show that they've they keep putting them out on Netflix. The new one came out where it's like the '80s and the '90s. I think they did the '70s, where it's just like a. It's kind of like the VH1. I love the '80s, but it's like a better, in better. my opinion, better version of it. And so anyway, the 2000s just came out, and so this morning I watched the first two episodes of that, and it's just called the 2000s on Netflix, and it's so good because it just looks at TV shows for the first two episodes of like. It like it was the best. Like everyone can talk about whatever decade being the best. Like from 2000 to 2010 is the best decade uh-oh, of TV. Oh, you can go watch the fucking The Sopranos, <laughs> The Wire. I mean, that's all I really need to say. But then they go over like fucking Malcolm in the Middle was like the first. Not only was the first, but the first big single cam comedy. So now that fucking all the single cam comedies we have can exist, um, it's just so fucking good. And they just kept going. Like after I finished the first episode, I was like, man, I loved all those shows. I want to rewatch all of them. And then it was like. TV continued for part two. And I was like, more TV shows. And then, then that's when it showed The Wire. I was like, how the fuck did I forget about The Wire? And then, so anyway, I really enjoy, I think the next episode three is going to be about the Iraq war. Oh, Because it, it was a yeah. mission accomplished. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. When George Bush put the big mission accomplished yep. thing. And anyway, uh, so I would recommend the 2000s. I think if uh, you grew up like when we did, I graduated 2006. Mm-hmm. And um it was just, yeah, that was, that was my whole fucking high school and college life is everything they talk about. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that was that was all the best. I mean, yeah, of course, I graduated 08. Um, so, yeah, the 2000s, that was it. That was right. the golden life. But uh, I don't know if I could just say the best yet without seeing without well, thinking and seeing everything think, else. I've been thinking about it since a few episodes ago. Curtis was like, wasn't the 80s the, be- the last great decade? And I was like, who gives a fuck about the 80s? And... Maybe he said the night, whichever one. And I was like, I don't know. I was, and so I've thought about more and more. And after just watching that on CNN, I was like, yeah, that was the best. We lived in the golden age of television to where like Mad Men came out. Like all these TV channels are like, oh yeah, let's put movie style work into this. And they basically said how everything changed. It used to be that TV shows are a big tentpole thing where like you wanted as many people that could watch as possible on TV for advertisers. And then movies could do like the little niche things. Mm-hmm. And then after American Beauty won the Oscar in 99 and then The Sopranos came on in 99, it changed where it was like now movies were big tent poles with like Lord of the Rings, uh, superhero movies, you know, all these things where a lot of people are going to go and TV shows like the deep, serious shit that people, you know, Breaking Bad is also on the episode, yeah. which I know you um, love. Yeah, Breaking Bad. And so favorite. I was, now I'm like, oh yeah, I think that was, that's why I hate movies and love TV shows because that crossover happened. It was probably much at that point I probably switched because I used to love movies as a kid, huh. and now when a movie That's comes out, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that movie or whatever. The last movie I saw in theaters was Solo. I thought it was dope, and everyone else on the internet thought it was horrible. And I was like, oh, I guess I just don't get Star Wars. And I've never been a Star Wars fan, so that's when I just solidified like I guess we're just watching different shit because I thought this was pretty cool. And y'all's Go other back ones to living in a different world. Than right. This All y'all's other Star Wars movies are. Just fine. I thought this one was like pretty super cool. Um, all right. I feel like that's probably enough at the moment. Um, oh, I do want to get out one thing. One more thing is that Curtis, I talked shit on him on the last podcast episode that he was real bad on this music episode that comes out Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, he was just off. But I re-listened to the episode and I think I was wrong. I think Curtis was perfectly good. Oh. I just said that moment had went by. So I'm going to now say it so that if he hears Mondays and then this one and then the next one will be the music one, I can at least get that out there before then. Look at that. So I was just talking <laughs> shit to talk shit. Um, and also something you would know about uh, Nintendo. 
has a new president and his last name is Bowser. Yep. I think that's the funniest fucking shit. They did that on purpose. They went and found some guy when they, all the interviews for the new for the new um, CEO came up. They're like, hmm, Bowser. Yes. Now we got to find a plumber to be your vice president. <laughs> right. Well, and from what I understand, though, this Bowser guy was actually the guy over uh, EA when EA started implementing season passes and microtransactions. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, Nintendo gonna, better look out. They're going to bring that shit to Switch. Yeah. Which I don't have one. I I would like a Switch. I think that would be cool. I'm at least to that point. But I don't even have enough time to play the games I fucking got. Like, I still love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This game is massive. Like, I'll be playing it forever. And I'm still trying to do this whole make 100 beats thing. Which is almost impossible. I'm at twenty six, so if anyone's curious, um, but with that, I, I just don't have much time for much else these days. It seems. All right. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail dot com. Perfect. Boom. But all right, Dom, the main reason we brought you here, <laughs> or at least this time, sometimes it's for video games, but this time it's for basketball. So what we're going to do is I don't even remember what we've done our predictions for whenever the last time. Which is funny because I actually have my predictions. Boom. All right. right here. Perfect. You have yours. I don't have mine. Someday I'm sure I'll go back and look it up maybe. And um, we're going to just go through the whole, the standings as they are at the moment. And then see, you know, our our own little thoughts, I guess, on each team is how we'll do it. Yeah. No, I guess I'll say um, everyone should follow me on Facebook at a podcast with Mo and Twitter at podcast underscore Mo and Instagram at A to the Mo. And I think that's all the fucking social medias I have. It's fucking a hard life, man, with all the social medias. I'd be real honest with you. That promotion right there. <clears throat> I like Instagram because it's a bunch of fake people that like your shit that aren't real. <laughs> I think you feel good about yourself. So, all right, I think we should go ahead and start with the East. Yeah, seems to make sense that way. And the very last team right now in the East is the New York Knicks. Yep, they're on that Zion Williamson. That's what they're trying for, right? And that Kyrie and KD. That's what. There's the yeah. dream scenario. I've been explaining to a guy I work with, you know, who watches sports but not quite as much. He watches like Oklahoma sports, you know, but not as uh, much yeah, national. Yeah. And so I was explaining to him on the All Star break the whole KD Kyrie conspiracy theory and shit, and he hadn't heard of it yet. So I've been enjoying getting to inform, you know, people of that. And honestly, I'm okay with that. The Knicks have been shit forever. Like even when they had Carmelo and they won the playoffs, no one thought they were going to win anything. Uh, I would love for KD to get out of Golden State. I think everyone's cheering for it because they just want to break that up. Yeah, everybody wants to break that up, and I want to see Golden State be good without KD. <laughs> right, me <laughs> that's, too. That's my thing. Um, I agree 100%. And, yeah, if they get Zion, that's cool. They trade that piece for whoever. I don't know who you trade for. Now, Zion's whole thing with blowing out his shoe oh, recently man. was fucking crazy. And the fact they were selling tickets for $2,500 a pop, and then those players got paid nothing. Yep. Saying it's crazy. Um. Also, all right, after them, so the second worst team in the East, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. LeBron I very, fatigue. I have very little uh, opinions on the Cavs. I haven't watched them much. I don't think much of their players. Kevin Love's out, so you don't get to even see that. Yeah, well, he just returned 
um, recently. But yeah, he was out. Like I said, LeBron, of course, LeBron leaving kind of that's what he does to franchises whenever right. he leaves. He just fucking demolishes everything. Yes, the vampire of LeBron James. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how Cleveland will be. I think I'm sure someday they might turn around. But then again, they don't deserve it. They're gonna fuck around and get the number one pick again, right. like they always get. <laughs> right. They, let's say they fucked up a number one pick before. After I think after you fuck up a number one pick like that, they should never give you one again. Yeah. And same for Philadelphia. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I don't think shit. I don't think that's his fault. I don't think that's fault. Um. All right. Next is Chicago. So, any thoughts on? Ch- I actually, at the beginning of the year, enjoyed Chicago. Then they made some trades, and now I'm like, well, they're not good, but I think in the future they'll be. Yeah they they have a they have a young core, and actually, Otto Porter Jr. since he's been over there right. has been lighting it up. Yeah, I think he needed to change the scenery for sure. Yeah. Um. It definitely definitely helped him out. And then next, who's way higher on this list than I would have thought, is Atlanta. Trey Young, man. Trey Young's good. I know. Well, he's a better passer than he is a three-point shooter, and I think that's what uh, people didn't quite realize or get. Um, I claim that he was the worst player in the Rising Stars Challenge, and the guy I worked with who watches Oklahoma sports got, like, offended. Oh, man. And I was like, dude, that, that game was loaded. Like, those guys are awesome. And I'm like, I'm not saying training can't be good, but at the moment, he's just so small. Uh, I don't think he was the worst player, but, yeah. that The Rising Stars was real, actually a really good game, and was. there's a lot of – there was a lot of a lot of good players coming up, which makes me happy because I like yeah. a league with a lot well, of. And you know, everyone's saw the whole debate of could they add two more teams to the league, and I think definitely playing with pool wise. people are like, no, no, that would dilute it too much. And I'm like, I just think there's enough guys right now. I mean, there is enough. There's enough players to do it, and enough good players. But I'd worry of the same thing that's kind of going on now of the top being so stacked that See, that think- they don't even. Because I'd want to spread the stars around. That's the thing. I'd want to be able to have maybe like a max of two, like super all star kind of players on a right. team. Of course, that's up to the players to make that decision. But that's in my fantasy world. That's what I want. Right. I got you. Um, next on the list is the Washington Wizards, which Bradley Bill's keeping them in some of these games, and he's Bradley great, Bill's but... really good. Um, somebody needs a trade for that man. Right. They um, should if they give him this offseason. John Wall. Has just fucked him over continuously, <laughs> and now he's – and you can't blame him for an injury or whatever, but his contract's just so bad. Even if he didn't get injured, they're still fucked. Oh, man. Honestly. When I heard about him getting injured by falling down, I was like, get your broke ass out of here. Yeah. That's a very John Wall thing yeah. that happened. Uh, next, we have Miami. So this would be in the 10th seed in the East. Yeah. So they are within a game and a half of being in the playoffs, so they could still make it. Whereas in Washington was – like three and a half games out. Yeah, so. that's where the separation is starting to come in. Right. So uh, what do you think of Miami? Uh, I like Miami. I would like Miami to make it just for D-Wade's final, final year. Right. Um, they're always just a solid team as far as, like, competitive. They don't have much talent now. So it's going to be hard for them, but I think – Didn't they trade the Tyler Johnson contract? They did. They did. I feel like that'll be They gave helpful. him to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I think that'll help them out a lot. But, yeah, I don't know about if – and I don't even know. If, I know they need. Everyone wants to make the playoffs every year, but I'm always like, well, if you have your own first round pick and whatever, maybe you shouldn't always be going for. It. But for you, right? For D Wade's last season, I could definitely see the benefit uh, for going for it. And then right above them, at the same record or same more or less, uh, is Orlando. Yep. And 
to start off the season, Orlando was awesome. And then I want to say I was like, well, that's all going to keep happening because it just never does. And then poor less that they went up and down. Since. Yeah. And that's what they actually did this like two seasons ago as well, where they started off hot. Right. And they just kind of went back down. I mean, they're not they're a young team. I mean, Vucevic uh, they got some they got great. some good players. Yeah. Vucevic is good. Um, Gordon is still knockoff Blake Griffin. Yep. If he could just figure out how to be if, a little bit. If he could pass or shoot, he would be knockoff Blake Griffin. You yeah. Right? He's still, like, pretty far behind on all that. But then again, if people were playing him at a center or the four more often and not at the three, I think it would be a lot better. But they play him at the three in Orlando. Yeah, lot, and I, which is I, I don't understand that. I know he may be undersized as a four, but who cares? The whole league playing like Thaddeus Young. Yeah. Just fucking running like that. Um, all right. And then the playoff race at the moment, number eight. The Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Kimba is good. Kimba is good, and apparently Michael Jordan doesn't want to get rid of him. Honestly, to me, no one would be untouchable on that team. I would have already tried to trade everybody. Kimba has a good contract this year, but they're going to have to give him this huge fucking contract, and I don't think he's worth that necessarily. Unless I don't know. Kimba's really good, but if you're not bringing anybody right. with him, then there's no point. Right. That's, I guess, what I'm saying. And Now, that's also a very modern NBA look. That's not like the, we'll do it for the hometown team, you know, when we yeah. want a good product. So I get in that whole thing of why you'd want to keep him. Um, number seven, we have the Detroit Pistons. I'm I'm sad about this because I they I think D, Detroit should be better. Right. I think well, they should sometimes be a you'll team. watch them, and in my opinion, Blake Griffin is better now than he's ever been. He is. He's he's a lot better. He's now. He's better now than he was the year he came in third in the MVP race. So that's like he's fucking really good. And you watch when you're like, how do they not win more games? And it's just, I think Reggie Jackson's a problem. I think he is too. He's just, <laughs> he's just not a good player. People keep trying to portray him as a good player. I was like, no, right, no, go trade Reggie for Kimba. Go get Kimba Walker. Oh, yeah. I bet you that team will be stat well, fire at that point. There were some rumors before the trade deadline of Mike Conley going to Detroit, yeah, I and saw that was that. like that would have been perfect. That'd have been a good pickup. Um, and then right above, I think this is definitely a surprise. I don't think either one of us had this in our predictions, is we have the Brooklyn Nets at number six. Nope, not at all. I thought Brooklyn was going to be like the and this second is or worst team. After they've lost Chris Levert. Mm-hmm. But they also have fucking like five potential all-star guards on their fucking roster or whatever that could be like in five years from now. So it somehow works out because they have Dinwiddie and then D'Angelo Russell's having this oh, whole it's make so Los great. Angeles regret this it, Lonzo Ball fucking choice. And that's the thing. I Because I like the Lakers as far as like me liking the franchise. Of course, I'm biggest Kobe fan ever. Right. But they got rid of Russell. And I'm not saying it was wrong to get rid of Russell or anything. Just due to the fact that I think him it, and Swaggy P, they did have that incident. But Nick, Nick Young was gone after the season. You still got to be like, that's ch- a young player. Right, but they chose him for Lonzo Ball was really what it was for because they wanted to draft Lonzo. And I guess I've just never been on the Lonzo train, and then I've watched him in the pros. I'm like, I don't think he'll ever be a superstar. I'm not saying he won't be like a starter level. Maybe he'll be like, I don't think he'll ever be a superstar top player. And I think at least D'Angelo Russell has the potential I mean, so he's maybe, already made an all-star team, right. so he's already doing right. a little so, bit more. And it was just, what, this is his third year, or is it fourth? I think it's his third year, and it's Lonzo's second. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I think people are going to look back on that and and think differently about it. All right. Um, let's see. Who do we got above them? No, this oh. is where we're getting into the top five yeah, now, so this the would be five the el- major players. The well, elites, if you will. Um, and 
the next one, some people think are the best team, which is number five, the Boston Celtics. Boston, they keep going up and down. And, oh, man, I hate to do this, but maybe they shouldn't be playing Gordon Hayward. See, if I was him, I wouldn't play Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving's uh, poison in the locker room. That's my uh, like weird take. I, I understand he's, he's really. I think he's really room. good. I think if he goes keeps going to interviews talking about how I'm fucking the old man that knows everything and these young guys are idiots when he's fucking like 25 yeah, or whatever. I'm about to say Kyrie, you're like, yeah, you're like 26, 25, 26. And especially like that. when that fucking young team went to the goddamn conference finals last year without you while you were injured, like. Everything he says is wrong. Like, I've yet to hear him in an interview in three years say anything right. The only reason I halfway lock him is because the Uncle Drew fucking Pepsi commercials. And that's it. Fucking, I just, from a personality standpoint, I can't stand him. But he's really good at basketball. Yeah. Uh, he's the he's probably the oddest personality in the whole fucking He'll be like, I believe in the fat, flat earth theory. And then people are like, well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't mean it. And you're like, yeah, yeah you, you did. Yeah, you, you fucking, fucking idiot. did. You've been on this for, like, years. <laughs> so anyway, uh. I like Boston as far as I like their young players. I wish Jason Tatum did better. And uh, Brown as well, Jalen Brown. I think both of them, too, have uh, not not as good as they were last year. Yeah, I really was on the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum bandwagon last year because I thought they looked amazing. I was like, this, these are the guys right here. Right, just do this duo right here. They're yeah. front court. Um, and I still think they can. Like something Bill Simmons always says about Jalen Brown is, if you look at where he's at in his career now compared to Paul George, he's actually further ahead statistically than Paul George, which you wouldn't think about that. So I still think both of them could be really good. Uh, I know a lot of people think Boston's gonna go after AD this summer to get one year of AD. I mean, that's fine if they try. Um, right? I, I I wouldn't. I don't know what you're. One, I don't know, but a lot of people. I love AD, but I don't know if one year if he's gonna leave. I don't see why you risk it, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, they might need a new point guard more than anything after this summer, given the, yeah. the Knicks talk that people have been discussing. And then number four in the East, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep, who are who have looked good ever since they made the trade for Tobias. Um, right. That team right there is stacked. Um, they're so good. <laughs> right. Well, to me, and I'm sure other people have said as well, I just don't think Ben Simmons looks good on the team, and I think – it would be smart for if they could re-sign the other guys this summer with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. They should try to s- trade Ben Simmons for another pick or a young another young guy on a rookie contract because he just I don't think fits. You like Ben Simmons needs to be in a Giannis scenario where he's the one he's guy the that system. doesn't shoot. Yeah. Right, he doesn't need to be one of the guys. Yeah, that that's a good that's a that's an interesting take because I've I recently just saw somebody saying that maybe they don't need to keep Ben Simmons. I'm like. I think you do because you still don't know about Embiid. Embiid's health—that's that's a big question mark. If you get rid of Simmons and then all of a sudden Embiid, I don't know—he has a career injury or like he can only play like sixty games a year. Right. You're gonna be real. You're gonna look at back at yourself and be like, "Damn, we fucked up. We should have right. traded Embiid and well, kept Simmons." Like the fun, the funnest trade that happened before the trade deadline or could have been trading, I should say, was the Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been great because I think that would have worked out for everybody. Um, all right, number three team, and this team, a lot of people are acting like they're going to fall out of it, but they haven't yet. They haven't the yet. Since, yep. The the Pacers have been great. Um, they replaced even without Oladipo, Oladipo with Wesley Matthews, mm-hmm. and uh, things seem to be. I mean, they 
off their system alone in the games you're supposed to win, they'll get in the playoffs. They're not going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, so. I mean, they're almost guaranteed at this point. I don't think they're falling much lower than if they do fall, it would be like five. Yeah, they're not going to lower than five for sure, for sure. I mean, that would be ten They're just too games, good so. of a coach team. Like, Nate McMillan, I think he may be the coach of the year, except right. it, it'll be between him and Budenholzer. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so, yeah, Pacers really like them. Uh, they got Wesley Matthews. Didn't they get someone else to buy out, or was it just him? I thought it was just I think it was Mike Conley <laughs> saying he wants to go there if he's a free agent or some shit, because I guess he's from Indiana, too. No, there is somebody else. Oh, it's going to bother me. Well, anyway, Pacers it's, looking good it's at really the moment. Bother me. Uh, we'll see what happens come playoff time and all that. And then number two is the Toronto Raptors. Yep, very good team. Uh, exactly where I thought they'd be, number two seed. The We the North. Honestly, I don't enjoy this whole not playing Kawhi business. I don't get it. Oh, it's that really hacks me off. And if I was a team who's looking for him in the future, I mean, like I ain't paying you a max you know, fucking contract. You yeah, play all the games. I was like you can't get a max if you're not playing every game or attempting to play. Like we have to rest you out on back to backs. Have to rest you out like every other week or so just because. Right, I agree. I think. Well, to me, it's just whenever players come around like, well, they want to treat us like this, this, and this, and inside. But you see other scenarios, and you're like, fucking teams bend over backwards for a fucking superstar. Yeah, so I like, don't, don't want to hear that. Uh, I think Toronto looks really good. Um, I like Ibaka. I'm always going to like Ibaka because he you knows his Thunder roots, and I can see him doing well. Yeah, I think Marcus Saul being the, being there, and them two get along real well given mm-hmm. their Spain their Spain connection. And Siakam is Siakam's really good. Is really good, right? So I, t- I don't know about Toronto would be the favorite. I think they they probably are like the smart choice to win it, uh, out of the East. If you had to do like one like, if I had to put my money in, I if I was still putting my money in, I think, I think I'm still going Boston. I just believe in the but, talent and I believe in having a closer like Kyrie, even though he's right. crazy. He's just he's the best well, closer out. In, yeah, you know, Brad in the Stevens, East. and he's and like one of the best play callers. Um. But, yeah, I would say between Toronto and Boston would be, like, where the money bet is at, probably. And then the number one in the East, and this one I think is way more fun of a choice, and they are doing really well. It's just the young superstar whole dynamic, which is the Milwaukee Bucks. I would love, love Milwaukee to make it because that would, yes. in my mind, I was like, that's a team right there who has been built up. And they built around one fucking superstar. Right. And they still made the finals. That's what I want the NBA to be. I was like, Milwaukee is what I want the NBA to be. Right. And it would be awesome. And I think I love uh, Robin Lopez being on the team because I think it's so funny that it's like the one piece the Lakers need is Robin Lopez and they just let him walk. And I've always liked Chris Middleton for whatever he's on the NBA 2K games a few years ago. When he first came out, I had him, you know, I picked him up, traded for him. It's just been my guy since. Yeah, he look, he always looks like an old-ass man, but he's <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm he's like, young. Um, so, yeah, that the, the East is a lot more competitive than I think we thought it would be. Well, I mean, it, but it's not, though. The top five are super competitive. You look throughout right. the, like, bottom standings, they're still really bad compared to where the West is. Well, like, their bottom four teams are really bad. And in the middle is, like, I, I guess their middle is a little better than it used to be. Yeah. Is the what makes it seem better. Yeah. Uh, it's it's And it's through the trades. But... And through the trades, a lot of people went from West to East over trade deadline, which helped balance things out a little bit. Um, all right, Western Conference, which is really the only thing important in the NBA, <laughs> as uh, we are fans of the Thunder because we live in Oklahoma, and it just seems like that. It seems like it's just more fucking 
It's a hard like if you had to play an Eastern team, like not you play a team from the East, you're like, uh, right, well, we got this. this. And if you look at like kind of the records and how we do against the East, I'm like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> right. So anyway, we're elitist on this one. But the worst team in the West right now is the Phoenix Suns. Yep, they're bad. Um, which I don't understand why they're bad Me because either. they have Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And now they got Johnson. I mean, they have good players, but they just can't turn it into anything. Right. Well, also, I think part of their problem is they have this whole, they fired their executives beginning of the year. They did. And their coach as well. I believe, no, not their coach. Coach, they got a, the foreign dude. I can't remember his name right now, but he's new. Anyway, they fired their executives thinking like, we're on a win now mentality, and we're gonna do all this shit, and they're still suck. That's like, so bad, right? So I don't have much faith that they'll ever get good because I just like I'm sure you do as well. I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts and stuff like that, and people they're always like the critics' choice, right? This is the year for Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix and it never happens. So I've pretty much lost all faith that'll happen. And um, people can talk about Booker being a great scorer and all that shit, but that really doesn't matter. It, when do, one it doesn't, can and score. I'm starting, <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder if it's. I hate to do this to him. Um, if it's if it's if he just scores because he's on a really bad team, right? And nobody else Someone is doing has this. To. Score. Yeah, yeah. Because this man scored seventy points in a game and lost. Right. I, I'm not gonna forget that they lost. They fucking lost and they got blown out. It's not like oh, it was down to the last shot. No, they fucking lost. lost. Right. So anyway, that's Phoenix at the moment. Um, right above them, and this one is surprising, giving the standings in the beginning of the year, which is the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, but they kind of went. Um, for one, they got hurt. And right. then, too, they were like, uh, we don't really need to win this year. So. Right. And so they, they kind of sold everything out. Right. They sold it all out. But they had Jaron Jackson Jr., which he looks really good. Looks He's really, really player. good. Um, and who else does Memphis have that? They have a fucking guard that no one's ever fucking heard of that was real good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name right now. Um, but anyway, being Thunder fans, again, we had like this weird playoff rivalry with Memphis because back they're in the day. always a hard team. They and so I always am interested in Memphis. Hope they do well, sort of thing. Uh, all right, the next team on the list, the one we can actually talk about for a minute, which is the Dallas Mavericks. Who? This team, even though they may be further down there, they're actually closer to the playoffs than you might think. Right. They are five games at the moment, looks like, back. Yeah. But in the West, six. that's, Sorry, that's not games. anything. They can go on a five-game win streak and be right there. Right. Um, But Luka, I wasn't buying the hype at first. I just wasn't. Right. Even, See, even I like, did because the ringer was my site, and they were all on him. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to trust my my website of choice. Yeah, so. I, I still wasn't buying it even like 20 games in. But, God, these last like, I don't know, 30, 30 games or so, 40 games, I guess. I'm like, he is the fucking truth. He's like, he's the best young player, I think, out there. Right, yeah. Um, I would agree. I think he's the most untradeable guy on a rookie contract. If you know, we can make that a thing. I will say this: I hate every sports team from Dallas. Period. If there is a sports team and it is located in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> I hate it, hate it for just no reason. Just because I'm like, well, fuck you, you're from Dallas, and I grew up fucking four miles the other side of Red River, and Dallas was two hours away, and Oklahoma City was two hours away. So I was like, Rob Mill, and I just, I don't know why, I just hate Dallas sports. That's funny because I was born in Dallas, and that's kind of where I like to go. Like that, if I had to choose, like, yeah, oh, I enjoy. Being, I, hanging out to, in Dallas, yeah. totally fine. I hate their sports teams. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I hate the Cowboys. Me and right. the Cowboys, I fucking And that's hate probably what it all comes from, is I hated the Cowboys uh, growing up, and then the Mavericks, 
people would li- that liked basketball in here would like the Mavericks because we didn't have a team. You know, we were younger, and I liked the Sonics and the Lakers. I liked Kobe. I didn't. Really yeah, like I'm about to say. I yeah, Kobe. I like I like the Lakers, and I like Gary Payton. So therefore, I liked the Sonics, and I like Charles Barkley. I always liked players because that's just how I was growing up, whatever. But I hated the Mavericks, and I hated the Spurs for whatever reason. I just hated both those teams, <laughs> and people that liked the Mavericks were the same type of people that liked the Cowboys. And then, so therefore, I just hated the Dallas Stars. It was a hockey team. Never knew they, anyone. They had, they had shit to do with it. I didn't know anyone that gave a fuck about that. Uh, but so I was like, fuck them. I hate the Texas Rangers. But mainly because anyone likes Texas Rangers likes baseball. And baseball's whack. So I just don't. <laughs> never get on that board with that. So anyway, what I, all that's just to say, Luca single-handedly made me enjoy watching Mavericks games because... The way my shit works right now is I have Fox Sports yep. on an app, and I can get all the Thunder games and all of the Mavericks games because of where we're located at. Yep. And so if there's not a Thunder game on, I'll just watch the Mavericks, and their announcer is way better than ours. I wish we would get better ones. Oh, our announcer. I, I like our that. new guy, but I fucking hate Michael Cage. Michael Cage, goddamn, is the worst. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's random Thunder shit. So... Luca's great. Luca's the fact great, and I'm looking forward Porzingis. to. Ne- yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. I really am. I'm like, oh man, this team, this team might be good. Right. So the fact they got Porzingis and what seems like a steal, and I don't care what anyone says of like, it was still good for the Knicks. They it's control. Fine. It can be. It can be good for the Knicks, but they don't. Any team that gets the best player wins the trade. That's, that's how, how I, it is. That's how I see it too. So anyway, the Mavericks. I'm actually interested in. Um, I hope they do well. And I've never said that about any Dallas team ever. So there we go. <laughs> that whole long rant was about. Right above them are the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, I know Pelicans. Anthony Davis, you're like a fan, right? Like you're a pretty big fan of Anthony Davis? I, I like well, I like Anthony Davis. I don't like what he has done. So the Rich Paul move. The yeah, the Rich Paul, the fucking uh, it all goes back to LeBron. Fucking LeBron ruins everything. <laughs> fucking now he's kind of invaded Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is never a guy who's just come out and be like, I don't want to be here or it doesn't have that kind of personality, but right. he's been he's been poisoned by the LeBron. Yeah. And now he's he's, like, he's saying stuff that I'm like, Where where'd this come from? Right. Well I would love for them to sit. I don't think they should play him. I don't think they should either. I don't think um, they should force him to play him. It doesn't make sense for either party involved. Here here's my thing. I'm I'm super spiteful. If I'm an owner, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. You don't want to play? You're not playing? And we got you on contract next year. You're not playing next year either. Right. I'm just super spiteful like that. And I'm damn sure not training you to the Lakers. <laughs> I think you take whatever. the what If you can get the Lakers to offer up whatever, whatever, I say you take the best offer still. But I think it's stupid if the NBA makes them play it. And I know the NBA is pitching it as a, we want the best product on the court for fans, blah, blah, blah. Well, they had to do that because of the what the fucking Spurs used to do. Right. Resting fucking players but on national television games. last year, Kawhi just didn't play when he wanted to trade and no one said shit. So, anyway. Yeah, but that was an injury thing. They kind of played mm, it off as injury. Right. And so, is, I think it's what I do with Anthony Davis. But I think they played better without Anthony Davis. We saw in the Thunder game whenever Anthony oh, they Davis went out. They fucking Julius Randle. Julius Okafor is fucking like, who's fucking Anthony Davis? Yeah. That's so That team looked really good. I was I like, think, you tell me Anthony Davis can't make this fucking team win. That's That was my right. first thought process. They're like, oh, Anthony Davis doesn't have enough around now. I'm like, All I heard was he's I'm got a, fucking Drew Holiday. He's got Julius Randle. Okafor off the bench. He had Miritich until they traded him because Anthony Davis didn't want to be there. I was like, he has a good fucking team around him. I agree. It's just he's a cuck beta bitch, you know? He's not the alpha around Oh, there. shit, yep. Oh. Um, 
All right, above them, and again, they are in, let's see, that was 19, they're in like 12, so I don't think they're making that. They could, again, because no. we said Dallas could. Yeah, they could, but, but Anthony Davis not there, and they got him on a minutes restriction anyways. And then right above them, we got Minnesota Timberwolves, who have also hit the low ceiling. Apparently, uh, Jimmy Butler was pretty good. I mean, he was. They're going to they're gonna look back at, like, was it worth it to have Jimmy Butler for the last year? And they're like, yeah, he took you to the fucking playoffs. Right. And so uh, and for a long time, I was like, they should have kept what they had and worked with that. And I really enjoyed their new head coach, Flip Saunders' son. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, right I think it's Ryan Saunders. Yeah. Uh, he, I just like his uh, passion. When you see him coach, right? like, he's really fucking into it. And I think they'll be okay. I think Andrew Wiggins is the biggest sham. I just think he is. Oh, he is. And I He's used to so buy bad. in hardcore. Like that year, you know, that he won the draft. I mean, I was all on board. So I'm not like, I wasn't like a soothsayer that saw the future. Yeah. Well, see, in that draft, which I'm not looking any better, I because it was either Andrew Wiggins or Jabari Parker. <laughs> right. And I was on the Jabari Parker camp. Like right. I said, I'm not looking any better today right. either because he's not doing so, jack shit. I think the fact that they gave him that huge contract is going to hurt them for a minute. Uh, I like Carl Anthony Towns. He's never going to be a number one, and that's just all there is to it. He shouldn't get paid like one, even though he's going to because oh, he's yeah, in all star games. To. Yeah, but uh, it just it's the way it is. All right, and right above them would be the L.A. Lakers in the number ten seed, and they are looks like four games back, mm-hmm. three and a half, three and a half games back. So let's go ahead and do it now. Okay, are they going to make the playoffs? Uh, let me just look who's above them. I would say n- yes. I think they'll make the eighth seed. I still think they also make the playoffs. I, I, I was originally going to say But they have no. the lowest chances. Like but I'll tell you who when we get to them who I think will fall out. Okay. Uh, But the whole LeBron sitting out for fucking ever, I think, was clearly to take a break. It wasn't because of his injury. Because the injury was pretty originally reported to be pretty low grade. And then he played during All-Star game like no big deal. I think it was definitely a mid-season rest. Like he always fucking does. But nobody ever calls him out. I'm tired of nobody calling him out for taking these rests. I know this was the longest has This was 17 games, I believe. Right. But he has played like two more seasons when you add up all the postseason. Any other player in the league, all that shit. So... I get it. I get this whole rest thing, but his team's not good enough for that to yeah, for it to, to go well. That. And then the whole Anthony Davis, he I, he really thought that was going to happen. I think, and it didn't. Yeah, he did. Uh, like he oh he, he fucked over his team. His whole team fucking hated. They're like, oh, so this is what it means to have LeBron on your team. And it was so yeah, funny because right. uh, you can clearly tell that someone paid. Uh, LeVar Ball money when LeBron came on the team right to like not say shit mm-hmm. and then as soon as they were like Trey Lonzo, Trey Lonzo he, he was talking he all over the fucking place on right. shows I'm like damn I haven't seen LeVar in like a fucking year <laughs> right so I thought that was pretty pretty entertaining and um, I am curious to see if LeBron can will them into the playoffs on his own the only reason why I'm saying yes is because I see a couple the team right now in the eighth spot is not trying to make the playoffs so I yeah. think they'll for sure leave and then the Spurs, I don't have a lot of faith in, but we'll see, right? It's going to be between, in my opinion, between the Spurs and the Lakers for that eighth seed. So um, that's how I think it'll shake out. And that's a fun one because of how much fucking Pop hates the Lakers. Yeah. And he's like LeBron's nemesis, you know, throughout LeBron's <laughs> career. So I think it's good. Uh, I was going to say I'm on the Lakers. I've This was two weeks ago. I would have said I think Kuzma is extremely overrated, and I just think everyone loves him too much. But after the Rising Stars game and watching a few more Lakers things, 
I just think he's such a good scorer. He'll always be in the NBA. But I do kind of think he's just that he's a scorer. Yeah, I was about to say I, if you look at it, because that's how I always view him, and I do think he's the best of the young, their young players. Um, I like Josh Hart a lot too. Though. I like Josh Hart too, but I think size wise, yeah, right. Kuzma's just a better version of that right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like Kuzma a lot. Uh, I think he's the one piece I'd want to keep if I'm trading away the whole fucking system. Just keep Kuzma there. Right, because he'd be a good role player. Ingram, I think, does need his own. He needs to learn how to do it himself because he's never been in that situation. Well, they keep trying to bring – they were trying to bring him up like, oh, he's the next KD or he'll be – no, he's not. He's not nowhere near that good. The thing is, even if he's that good, if he was going to be, he would have needed to be in the fucking – put him at two guard – but they did KD yeah. his first year. Like, you would have had to give him those opportunities and those shots. You've been fucking hiding behind fucking people that aren't that good. And so it's like, I'm sure that has to affect the confidence of a player to be like, oh, I guess I'm not the man, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But I just never see uh, him being the number one option on the Lakers. Now, if he goes to another team that has no one fucking else. He can go to he Phoenix. Can, <laughs> right, goes to Phoenix. He can Trade jump in for into, Devin Booker, I guess. Uh, That could work. All right, the next team is a team I'm rooting for to do well, which is the Sacramento Kings. I love Sacramento. I've um, always which been... is crazy because I used to hate Sacramento back in the day. Right. Um, but I'm just like I like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's I cold. Too. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot. Uh I've always liked their jerseys, so I always pick them on two K, you know, if I'm starting a franchise and I'm not choosing the Thunder or whatever. Uh De'Aaron Fox I've thought was the best point guard in that draft, and I think he's gonna eventually prove that yeah. to be correct. I thought so too. When he was like he he was lighting it up at Kentucky, and he lit he fucking blew out fucking Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Every like, time they I don't know yeah. why. What in the Lakers thought process? Like man, let's Apparently, take the guy who just flamed. Some behind the scenes shit him. was that Magic Johnson wanted to take Darren Fox, but the way PR was like, well, he's not projected to go that high, and you can't do it. But it's like you should trust your gut. If that's maybe that's just Magic planning that rumor now to make him look better. Oh, he's planning it. He wanted he wanted Lonzo Ball because he, when college, he thought he saw Lonzo Ball like him, you know, a distributor doing every right. kind of fucking thing. No. Yeah, so I love De'Aaron Fox. Uh, his hair is fucking outrageous at the moment. They played the Thunder uh, last night, and so... A fucking great game, but... It was. Dude, the Sacramento Kings beat the fuck out of Thunder, and that's just what happens these days. They man. fucking... I mean, shit. They fucking play the Warriors. I don't know if you saw this. Even yeah. though the Warriors beat beat them all four games this year, they lost by a total of twelve points. I did see all that. combined. That like what three points a game? That's right. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and honestly, I thought the Thunder were out of the game last night against them, and the Thunder came back and being a one point game. But the Kings, uh, I just hope they make the playoffs because they deserve it. They're a good team. I want they're the finally Kings doing to, good stuff. I want the Kings to make the playoffs. I want them. I want them to be the eight seed to play Golden State because I think that'd just be a great first round series. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, the number eight seed at the moment is the Clippers. Yeah, Clippers, they don't want to make that. And they, they're, they're trying, they're to, get trying to get out of it So by trading people and stuff. Now, they could still make it. It's not impossible. They could change their mind and be like, fuck it, we're going for it. But they don't have a reason at the moment yeah. to go for it. Uh, they lose their draft pick if they if they make the playoffs. So they want to not make it just Right, they that. don't want to make it. If they have a protected If they don't make it this year pick. or next year, then the year after it becomes a second-round pick. So it would be in their best interest to not make it this year or next year. Yeah. But if they get, like, Kawhi this summer or something, I'm sure they'll go for it Yeah. next year. But uh, So anyway, the Clippers, I like what they're doing as far as that whole, like, basketball nerd shit. But as far as basketball watching, it's not anything exciting these days no, necessarily. They got rid of – It's a dark their, team. Right, they got rid of their two uh, – 
most entertaining-ish players, or two of, I would say, the most entertaining players. Um, number seven, San Antonio. I, I was saying I think between them and the Lakers for the eighth seed because I could see Sacramento jumping them. Uh, the San Antonio, when I've watched them this season, it's whether they look really good or they look trash. I was about to say, and that's my thing. I don't, I don't know how you get to the point where you think San Antonio doesn't make the playoffs because I'm like, I mean, they've looked really good. They've, of course, they've been as high as like well, the five seed. Again, this um, is between them and the Lakers, so yeah. so one of them would make it or not. In my guess here, because I don't know who else would fall out besides, like I said, uh, Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers, the Kings. And Lakers. I guess the Jazz could also go real shitty, but they look good too. But anyway. Yeah, the Jazz are a solid team. Uh, but so, yeah, the Spurs, I don't want to like necessarily bet against them because it's Popovich. And yeah, it's Popovich. And he does what he does. And DeMar DeRozan earlier this year looked good just uh, he's lately. Been, yeah, he's been bad. Oh, I felt real bad. I don't know if you saw it the other night when they played Toronto. And he not. had – oh, man. So, of course, it's his homecoming up there. He's full of emotion and all that fun stuff. Game's on the line. Last, They're up like – by a point in the last like thirty or fifth like fifteen seconds, and Demar's bringing up the ball. Only the only thing he has to do is hold on to it and get fouled. But he fumbles the ball, and Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry strip it from him, and Kawhi dunks it. Basically, wins the game at that point. So it solidified the trade. It solidified the trade. It was it was heartbreaking to see. I was like, oh man, that's not how. how yeah, you want. that is very sad. Um, but hey. Like I said, I grew up hating the Spurs. I I would love to see them get some like shit years, you know. I'd be I mean, okay they're with that. they're going to be due for it. So. Right. Uh, all right, number six, we mentioned the Utah Jazz. Utah's a good team. I don't. Yeah, the Thunder Plum they're not double overtime was fucking best game of the year. For best sure, best game of the year. For sure, I agree with that. Um, they're really good. Russell Westbrook, they have his number every time. Even if he plays well, they get under his skin. They do get under his skin. There's but... some about. The Jazz and the Thunder right now, those teams just fucking that's, that's don't the, like that's each gonna other. That's going to be the like, rivalry right, right there. So. so that's fun. And currently we're matched up to play them in the <laughs> first are. round, they which are. is great because I want that revenge from last year. Right, for sure. Well, I think Rudy Gobert is extremely overrated. Now, I know that's a hot take, and a lot of people love Rudy Gobert. Every, like right I, now, I don't think it's a hot take. They're I think, talking he's, about I think he's only an average, not an average. I think he's a solid NBA player. Right. Um, but people act like they talk about him for defensive player of the year. It's just because he's tall. Yeah. And he, oh, dude, if you're seven foot two with a seven eight wingspan, be, like, you swatting, should be able to get yeah. blocks. Like, I don't see anything he does as like transformative. But I also don't think that like slow moving big men like that. I don't think they deserve praise anymore when there's guys that have fucking fancy-ass footwork and look like, and fucking... When you got the Embiid's of the world, basically. Right, pretty much. Like, I think Steven Adams for the Thunder is, like, the slowest a big man can be. Because you watch him, and you're like, ooh, he looks so slow. But if he played 10 years ago or 15 years ago, he would look like the most sleek, athletic... And I actually like what Steven Adams has evolved into. It's this weird hybrid. Yeah, he's evolved into a really solid player, but we'll get get to Steven when Uh, we get to Thunder. So anyway... That's my big take is I think Rudy Gobert is just overrated um, on the Jazz. Oh, that shot PG hit over him the other day was cool. That was good. It was good. Um, And I love Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio, so I enjoy their backcourt or whatever. But we'll see what happens with them. Um, I I don't know. Yes, people thought they were actually going to be higher. They thought they were going to be like the three seed. I predict them to be the three seed in my predictions. I do remember that. Um, Obviously, I was a little off there. Maybe pick them number two. I remember I got crazy. Yeah, you got crazy. Uh, All right, so right above. So Houston is in at number five. 
James Harden's been fucking tearing it up, trying to, you know, keep them in it more yep. or less. And then Paul, uh, Chris Paul just came back. Still, James Harden seems to be trying to. I mean, do what uh, he can. Or that, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I have mixed I'm feelings. Com- yeah, I'm conflicted with that team because I think they can be really, really good. Right. But with the way James Harden is playing, I was like, they're not going to win like that. They they may get bounced in the first round if they're not careful. Right. Um, but yesterday, they played Golden State without Harden. Harden didn't play in that game. I mean, it was just Chris Paul and the, the team. And they fucking won. They beat Golden State full strength and everything. I was like, damn. Right. That, and I hope James Harden sitting on the bench saw that. Like, okay, we can win like this. I can now get off of getting 30 points for now 32 fucking games in a right. row. Well, and the thing is, like, James Harden's play is just exhausting to watch. It is. It's too much. It's, I respect it, right, in a weird way of, like, dude, I get it. You broke basketball. You figured it out. You understand how the, you can get the refs caught every time. And it's also based on this whole – the refs ref him different. They know he's looking for fouls, so they look to call fouls. Whereas in if other guys aren't looking for fouls, they may not get those. You know, and that's why he was salty about the other day when they played the Lakers, because um, they were like, "Oh, I, he got." I'm he, glad you he, brought this game up. Yeah, um, he got fucking. He felt like he didn't get the right calls in that Laker game. I'm like, well, you're not for one, you're not going to get superstar calls against LeBron, and two. He thinks the ref, the what is it, Scott Foster, yes. has a thing against him. Right, all right. And so before the game started, Barstool Sports, I'm sure you're familiar with, yeah. right? Uh, they had this article up, and it was like, the Lakers will went, beat the Houston Rockets tonight, and I can prove it before the game. And then in this article, before the game ever happened, they showed the uh, win-loss record for Scott Foster in James Harden-Chris mm-hmm. Paul games versus again LeBron James games, and then also in home-away versus thing. And it was like 98% chance, given the way this guy refs, it's already called, and they're like, and they done it on purpose. The NBA to give LeBron James the win coming from All Star break, and you know it was all on this article. And so I read that whole article, and I was like, we'll see. And then it ended the way it did, and I'm like, fuck, I think they're onto something. I think this guy might really well, be that shitty. But I, but I don't. But think, he may also just not fall for James Harden's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like James Harden had an offensive foul at the end. I was like, that's an offensive foul. You right. fucking ran over like. I don't know what the controversy was. I was like, that should have been called. Yeah, so I think it's weird when you go in, like, you're using fouls as a part of the game from, like, a competitive standpoint of, like, the part of me that, like, used to play sports, you know, and would love playing basketball like that. I'm like, bullshit. But from, like, a person who plays video games, and it's like, you try to figure out how can you make this as efficient as possible. I respect it. Yeah, I just uh, don't enjoy watching it. It's it's I hate it. And uh, he could be a better player than that. That's the problem. He right. doesn't have to rely on that. Well, and honestly, I don't know if he ever gets above the number three best shooting guard of all time. I don't know if that'll ever. At least no, it won't in my mind. It, but it don't. No, it'll never. But some people no are way. claiming it's already happened over D Wade, which I'm like, I don't know. No, fucking D Wade's got three titles. I agree. So James Harden right now is four max. And he could be as high, but that's still that's still too high to me because I have to think about Ray Allen. Right? Like, do I think he's better than Ray right now? I do. I would say so. I don't. I don't. Ray so. Allen. How many MVPs does he have? He doesn't. He doesn't have any. But so, I mean, he is all all time three point shooter currently. In currently, Steph. he's gonna get beat. That <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get passed by a lot of people. But Steph will definitely be number one. Probably when it's all said and done. And I do like the numbers that come out of like James Harden's. Threes made are close to Steph's, but the attempts are I'm about like to say, so did you, off. Yeah, it's it's really bad. You're like Steph is a way more efficient player. Um, uh, Harden Harden's numbers are ridiculous. I don't know if you saw his dribbles. 
have, that he's taken during this time frame. But he's like on thir- like 30,000. Yeah, 30,000 dribbles. He is over 30,000, obviously. Since you brought up dribbling, I have a quick question for you. Because mm-hmm. Snappy, who's on here a lot, you know, he his big problem with modern basketball is every time everyone carries. And I watch it now, too. And it does look like literally everyone that has the best handles, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, everyone looks like they carry. Yeah, but if you go back into like the 90s, 2000, you'll fucking find AI, AI palming a damn basketball. AI basically, I think, started the carry. Yeah, I was like. I do agree with that. <laughs> and it is weird because I remember when we were younger, you know, you if you did that, just a pickup game at church sort of thing, people got like, carry, carry. Oh, man, I remember I did it in high school. Like I did it like two straight fucking times. And my coach flipped my shit because i i did this like just dribbling up the court right and i was he got called back to back i was like oh this is right awful. it's just it's just fascinating the way that like the people that are the best at it in the world you don't have to worry about that world that rule's fine you can do that way it's just strange um all right number four the portland trailblazers portland I'm i think awesome. i had them not in the playoffs in my predictions because I, I just hate did. on them all the time <laughs> portland's a good team um I, but I'm conflicted over them because I think if they get matched up with Houston the way it is now, can't play Canner, can't play Canner, can't Kanner. play Kanner. We learned Houston. we learned that lesson. We already went through all that. Not against Houston, yeah. <laughs> um, they're gonna get bounced out the first round again, and they hell they might get swept again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's true. a sad thing, dude. Dame saved the All Star game. He's so good in these big. I, I want the best for Dame in these random scenarios, but I just there's something about the construction of their team. That when you watch play, I'm like, I don't know if they'd really win at all. I don't know because it seems like their bench is nothing. Their their bench isn't anything. Um, and that's and I the think only that's thing they added I feel good about the that. Thunder this year is because it's like the first time in a long time I haven't thought that thought about the Thunder. Yeah, we have a so. deep team, but yeah, Portland. Um, Portland's they suck. They don't suck. No, Portland's good, but I don't know if you saw this on Dame the interview you just recently had, but he said. Winning a championship isn't the most important thing. I know that's going to read right. all the headlines. He was like, I'm happy. He's like, of course I want to win. And, I, of course, if we watch Damian play, you know he wants to fucking right. win. Um, but he was like, I believe in, like, loyalty. Like, now he's part of the Portland community. I'm like, man, I respect that. Because right. fucking Westbrook did the same fucking shit. See, they they can picture that, and I want to believe them. I really do. But they get paid more money when they stay with their hometown. Team. I mean, you do, but people. I mean, they but it's probably it may a not fraction. matter. But people like Westbrook, he could go fucking anywhere. He's got fashion all over the place. It don't. Right. It doesn't fucking matter for him. Right after his shoe deals, he makes so much off that. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so the Trailblazers. I don't want to know they're not important. It's just last year they got swept. And that's that's and everyone thought they were good. Yep. And so it's just like, well, until you prove otherwise, that's just what you're going to think about. Um, number three right now on the Western Conference is the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> and we OKC are is so fucking good. Two and a half games out of second place because I do think that's possible. Oh, I think I think they're going to get it. Um, uh, I, I really don't trust Denver on the on this uh, last half of the schedule, but OKC does have the hardest remaining schedule. Yeah, so that part sucks. But they're going to have a lot of them at home. Um, but I think it will build up some character. I think it's going to work in their favor. They're going to be playoff ready by the time way before playoffs even get here. So right, I'm well, going to. It's I'm fun to that for people that have because uh, I'm sure we have some Thunder fans listen to the podcast. Of like back in the day when it was you know Durant and uh, and Russ you know together. It had a very similar dynamic to now, except Durant always had this attitude of, like, it was expected of him, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. And 
Paul George has like more of like this aggressive attitude that goes along with when he does well that Durant didn't have as much. Well, see, the thing is, I and I first, and so it's more fun to watch. It is. Well, at first, when Paul George, like in Paul George's career, like he wasn't kind of like that. He was super passive. But I think him being around Russ right. and the fact that he's younger than Russ when Katie was on the same like age level or whatnot as Russ, they didn't really feed off each other like that. But him and Russ really like their right. chemistry is insane. I didn't think it would be this good. I thought it would be good. I didn't think it would be this well, good. Paul George is, uh, I mean, he's at the best of his career right now. Yeah. Better than he ever was the Pacers. All right. So, side note, MVP, who you got? Um, I think probably Giannis. Giannis? Oh, man. I mean, Paul George, I'd like as well. And then a lot of people would say James Harden guaranteed. Blah, blah. I don't think James Harden. See, in my mind, it's only a two-person race. It's Giannis or Paul George. Right. And Giannis is just because they have the number one seed. And that has to count for something. It, it means a lot to me. That's why, that's why I don't just give it to Paul George. I'm like, Giannis is doing it by himself. Right, well, but it's he, not by himself. Chris Middleton's good. But basically, he doesn't have another superstar. Right. Um, Giannis is doing that. Now, the defensive the stuff, I think, has to go a long way to Paul George. It could probably get me convinced he's better. He should win it because he's also contributing so much on yeah, defense. and he probably can. He's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Like, I mean, if yeah, I hope I hope he gets that. Me too. It'd be awesome. Uh, so other things. So Paul George is awesome. Guess we'll get that out of the way. MVP uh, candidate at the moment, and Russell Westbrook. His shooting's been down. Blah blah and all that shit. Right. One of the things that annoys me the most, like I listen to every The Ringer NBA podcast, you know, and Bill oh Simmons, and Bill Simmons just hates on Russell Westbrook, but I still listen to all his podcasts. And this, the biggest complaint he said this year, or the biggest thing that stuck out to me of like, you're so fucking biased and you're not good enough at math to realize how dumb you are to realize you're just biased on Westbrook. As he said something like, well, Westbrook's triple-double season wasn't a big deal, but something like LeBron's 27-7-7 and is a bigger deal. And it's like, he had that. What do you fuck you think 30-10-10 and 10 is? It's more yeah. than 27 7 and 7 so it's just an example of there are people in the media even ones i love that hate russell westbrook and i don't just to hate him i don't understand why what the whole narrative uh westbrook is probably the most divisive player in the nba which makes no sense because he's from fucking oklahoma city but whatever most divisive player yes but in his triple doubles they fucking win, right? If well, we want to say if it's, he's stat pat, I don't give a fuck. He they fucking win. See, and I think I'm, I hate on Westbrook quite a bit for a Thunder fan, and it's because when he shoots and misses, it looks ugly. It looks bad, and that's um, why. That's that's honestly he's where it comes from. Um, he's brought his threes down, and I appreciate that for like, sure. Well, and I saw this thing, or maybe it was a podcast the other day, probably a Ringer one, honestly, and they were saying, you know, everyone thinks of Russell Westbrook as being you know a ball hog for whatever reason. He has that perception. Not yeah. saying it's true. But yet he played with an MVP in the season that Kevin Durant won that's the MVP. I, that's, that's my thing. He's, he was the point guard for him. And then he's about to be the point guard for a guy who might win the MVP this year. And yet people are like, he's a ball hog. That's my thing. I was like, if Russell Westbrook was so much ball dominant, like, how is he going to have two fucking two fucking MVPs? Right. I, and that's another reason I want Paul George to get it. I mean, I want Paul George to get it because he's fucking been killing it. Right. But for Westbrook to have two separate MVPs play alongside him when he himself is an MVP. Right. I just think it's... I agree. I think I've so never cool. seen anything like that. Uh, and then, just to kind of go down the roster, because we know more about Thunder than these other teams, uh, Steven Adams, the number three guy on the team, I think he's the most underrated center in the oh, league. He's so good. He's, he's got he that does, little pop shot going yep. now. He, uh, he even got some like little like post game where he does... Uh, like it's. It's a nightmare. I'll call it the nightmare shake because it's right. not the dream shake. What right. Hakeem does, but it's a nightmare shake. But it's effective, and 
He makes he makes buckets. Right. I I real and if if you might not know about Stephen Adams, if you're in another country, I don't know how much they show him on other stuff. He's funny as fuck. He is. He's he is so great. funny, and he's like a great person. I'm on a team that you root for, so we we love Stephen Adams. And then I've before the season, I was real high on Jeremy Grant, and he's still fucking and he's awesome. Been, yeah, he's been amazing. I've the, really enjoyed the greatest him. and greatest thing though is I'm sure you're about to get to it as well. Terrence Ferguson. Yes, Terrence Ferguson's His first ascension couple- has been. Right. Well, he has so much confidence now. Like, he'll just shoot a fucking three on a fast break, and he used to not. Yeah. By beginning of the season, he was, like, real hesitant. Or now, like, uh, he gets a dumb bullshit foul call. He'll get a tech. You know, he'll fucking speak his mind. I enjoy that stuff because I really thought at the beginning of this year, the fact they took the risk on this guy that has shown no uh, bite at all, you know, like, he just wasn't aggressive enough on the court. You're like, fuck, he's got to do something. And then it has last half of the season so far, I would yeah. say it's like, He's really come out of his shell that way, and I, from what everyone says, is like you know Russ is in the gym with him late night, and, that, and, and that's the thing. Like it's it's always comes it's, back to Russ. It always a good comes teammate. back to Russ and his leadership. People, I don't know why people dog him. I mean, yes, his leadership was lacking when KD was here, but he was still a younger player trying to find himself. Like, yeah, well, the stories from that and time KD's period, a bitch anyways. Was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, but I did. <laughs> they were they would be two separate. Like KD had his crew and his teammates he liked and. Russ would take the rest of the guys like, oh, we're working down down here, I guess. And so the rumors were back then is they were very divided uh, in that way that we never really necessarily knew about. Where now I think it's all one big team. And then they have uh, great role players. Dennis Schroeder doesn't play great necessarily all the time, but he's a close enough simulation of what Russ is. He can run the same offense, yeah. and it and works yeah, really it doesn't, well. It doesn't ever go like dip the way when Russ used to sit. And right. It was like a fucking train wreck. Well, And Schroeder will come in and fucking hit a three out of nowhere, and you're like, don't, don't. Oh, yes, he got it. Yeah. <laughs> have one Schroeder of can, get, can get on fire. And I think he may be in the running for six man of the year. Because oh, he, he just, right. he come, he does come I off said, the bench. Stat-wise, I don't know if it's great, but because I see a lot of times he doesn't even score double digits. But he just he has a presence. It's very good for the team. And then I loved when Raymond Felton like a week ago came in after not playing for a month and just fucking drained two threes. That's what I'm saying. Raymond Felton came in and what uh, fucking Schroeder wasn't around. And I was like, man, we haven't seen Felton all year. But he just boom came right in. Right. So uh, right now it's great. They just saw Markeith Morris, who I think is the better Morris twin. I, I like Markeith as well. Um, um, so we'll see how it goes. You know, it's pretty early on with him, but uh, I like that signing. So anyway, I'm looking. I'm feeling good about the Thunder at the moment. I'm not trying to get too high up on it because I don't want to be like that cowboy type fan, you know. But I mean, I'm, I'm gonna really get, enjoying it. I'm gonna get hyped. Uh, whether I think they'll beat Golden State. Are two different things, but do I think they have? I think a they chance? can. Yes, I think I they think, put themselves in. The, I think they can put them. Yeah, I agree. In the same so, atmosphere, right? Even if they're not quite there, they're close enough. I think they can do the same thing that what Houston did last right. year. Put them seven game series. Oh, and for anyone out there who hasn't watched a fucking game, they swat fucking like not swat. They deflect everything. Yeah, they're they fucking, have fucking yeah. arms hands, and hands. Yeah, looks crazy. That's what I'm saying. They're like one of the perfect teams to match up with Golden State just because of lengthwise. Right. So and then number two in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. Which is the shocker of the year to me. Right. Um, maybe not shocker of the year. Milwaukee I mean, everyone knew that, they were but... good, but they didn't make the playoffs last year, nope. and uh, they just lost out. Jokic looks like he's built about like me or you, but he fucking plays... I mean, seven. He he's plays, way taller, of yeah, course. Yeah, he plays high IQ basketball. Right, and he does those like pass from the high post shit that you're like, oh, yeah, he's fucking good, and he's really good. Um, apparently, like, the original Sabonis is like what he plays yep. like. Um uh, the only thing I don't trust necessarily is uh, I don't know if Jamal Murray's ready yet for this sort of Jamal thing. Jamal Murray, right? 
but that other dude, Morris, that they have is so fucking good for like a no name, who the fuck is he sort of guy. Yeah. And he's real good. I really like Denver. I really do. So I don't predict them necessarily slipping or whatever. They're just, they play such a different brand of basketball that we haven't seen succeed lately that I, it's like, well, will that work in the playoffs? I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, in Denver, it will always have the best home court advantage just due to the fact that they're in fucking Denver and they can get all the pot. Oh, no, the atmosphere. <laughs> Nah, they could just altitude, get a, right. altitude. Yeah, they can get opponents like winded, like just not expecting. It's just right. always been a Denver thing. Oh, and some we missed out on earlier. Uh, we talked about Portland. I need. Oh, we did bring up Cantor a little bit. Let's yeah, say, yeah. I'm glad he got somewhere. He's getting. He might go to the playoffs because yeah. I fucking love Cantor. Um, but yeah, so Denver. I don't have a whole lot to say about them. They're really fucking good. I hope we pass them yeah the i would love to be the i'd love to be the two seed um even though i don't like the idea of playing san antonio first round um just right. because pop pop is pop so yeah except and then number one team in the nba which is no shock golden state warriors even though beginning of the year they started kind of slow and we were like oh they might not but that was because steph was out um right. people and we got to see the egg- kd w- lead yep. them yep we got to see that and i'm like yep this is how it is when you want you want to trust your franchise in kd uh fucking mayhem happens right and i i love steph i really like so, me and you i think i've said on this podcast before the only reason i don't like kd going there is i feel like it, it hurts steph's legacy it does and i think it's cool that a guy that for the most part looks normal as far as like hot and all that shit and kids can look up to him like oh that looks achievable if i could just fucking practice at shooting enough maybe i could be in the league you know it's not like a seven footer and a kid being like if only i grow to seven foot tall <laughs> it's like i really enjoy steph a lot I just it's it's like a weird thing rooting for the Warriors when they have KD now. He yeah, just ruined I, that. I hate it so much because I also like Steph, and I think um, of this era, like besides LeBron, of course, is going to be the most, maybe the best. Uh, he'll be the best player of the era, but I think Steph may be the most important player of the era, right? Due to the fact that he revolutionized of how much spacing is, right? Like he's the poster child for spacing. Yeah, I mean, guys are taking deep three, like. Guys that were in the league before Steph and probably could have the whole time, but never did, never now did can, it. you yep. know, because of he changed it. So um, I would love to see next year if KD leaves and the Splash Brothers are like, Splash Brothers are back and they like make a big deal about oh, it. I, right? I, you know, just that's what I want. Clay I, and Steph. Oh, that'd be great. I want that too. I want I want KD to leave and I want Boogie to stay and be like, <laughs> all right, this is what we're doing now. Right. Um, Maybe Draymond to leave too. <laughs> oh, man, we went way longer than I thought we would. So. We enjoy talking about basketball. So anyone that's stuck around this long. I'm def- sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, you're cool. Y'all. Uh, just normally, I don't have an expectation of going super long anymore, but we just kind of got a rant there. Hopefully people did listen. They enjoy our basketball talk. I don't know. We might not say anything, anything new at all, but well, we enjoy doing it. So yeah, I, I'm about to say fuck I had y'all. fun. Uh, got to call KD a bitch. So, yeah. Even though I didn't mean it, but I really did. Dude, he'll... <laughs> Getting his feelings and responding. That's to what him. I'm saying. Maybe, maybe he'll just hear me and he'll be like, "Oh, this these fucking guys that uh, podcast with Mo, they just." I have wondered if like we could just harass some Oklahoma City Thunder player to be on the podcast, like low level, right? Like Nader, 
I fucking love you, Nader. Hey, when you come Nader's, in, you fucking kill it. Nader's good. Though. I want you on the fucking podcast. Same with Diallo. Like those players are good. Yeah, They're man. Solid Burton, role players. I guess I just need to start driving up and just f- trying to catch them on the sidewalk. Like, you be on my podcast. Hey, I mean, maybe we get media credentials, dude. If we get media credentials to go to these games, boy, I'm telling you, we get media credentials. I'm quitting my job, and I'm dedicated. I'm not saying people are gonna like listen to us. No, but I- if we can just get the media credentials to get in, I'm gonna the game, quit my job, and I'm gonna dedicate myself to the to this and growing everything all right well we're gonna have dom on the thunder side podcast we're gonna name it something cool uh and try to get media credentials that's our new goal uh, new goal So look out for that shit um all right man i think that's all i got you got anything else uh i'm good we're running long i i was thinking about something but i think that's more for the music podcast because yeah, i heard and- something interesting the other day as far as like who's the current generation of the mount uh the mountain rushmore of the current generation rap game and i was like god I can't think of four four fucking rappers that I like. Yeah, I saw um, some of their dicks. They said Kendrick Drake. Yeah, it's Kendrick Drake and J. Cole to me. J. Cole. And then someone else said Chance the Rapper. And I love Chance and people compare me to him sometimes. I like Chance I don't too, think but I don't he's think he's I don't think he's yeah. Um I mean he's a rapper, he's but an, I don't think to he's, me he's a music he's artist not a, and not, not a rapper. Rushmore the same kind. reason, same way I think about Post Malone. They're yeah. they make music, they're not a rapper. I think Chance the Rapper. I love him, and his name's Chance the Rapper. I don't necessarily think what he does most of the time is rap. It's like a singing thing, yeah. right? Um, I don't know. It's all the same. It's all great. I love Chance the Rapper. I don't say I don't. Like, I love that shit. But yeah. that was my friend was on the internet arguing he was the fourth the other day, and I was like, I don't know who I would say necessarily right now. Yeah, um, yeah to me, like I said, it's Kendrick and J. Cole. I um, love sure, Lil and- Dicky, but no one fucking listens to him, right? Or not enough to, for fucking people to care. Um, oh, my favorite rapper of the last thing it was XV, and no one fucking listened to him. So, yeah. but yeah, man, we might need you on a music episode. Like I said if Kurt Thiz doesn't make it, uh, I might have to introduce you to Skinny and have y'all share it. To be a little different dynamic because y'all are both black, and then I'm white, so I'll be the <laughs> oh, minority. So you're gonna feel, oh, I'm gonna I see feel, how it is. I see how it gonna is. feel so out of place. <laughs> I know. The other day, someone would say that uh, like on a TV show, like there's a lot of black people. I'm like. Dude, how do you think? Like, I went to Houston once in this one mall in which I was, like, the only white person there. And I remember, like, at 16, it was like a, oh, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I'm about to say, anytime, yeah. Houston's one of those cities. I mean, anytime, Dallas, eh, some parts of Dallas is right. like that. Um, But I'm always like, man, it's just this like, is a lot different than Oklahoma. I appreciate like, this. Who would I go to, right, in, like, a I need help scenario? Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, you should treat everyone the same, but there is some weird dynamic to it. And then it made me think of all the times, like, I've been in a scenario where it's mostly white people, and then, like, the one black guy shows up, and he sees me with, like, a fitted hat, and he comes up to me like, you're cool, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 we're cool. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I'm, like, the cool white guy and that for those scenarios. <laughs> that's funny. So that's what I strive to be. Um, all right, thanks, man. No problem, thanks. Peace. Peace.